Yo, this is the ancient Texan. I just watched the count um, for the impeachment of Donald Trump. Been trying to get a grip on what I think about it all. And I'm going to kind of dissect it probably for my own good. You, you have all this figured out. First, let's look at Congress and kind of divide those up into different groups. On the Republican side, I'm sure you have some Republicans that are um, have strong principles and beliefs, conservative agenda. Um, they see the world the way they see it, and they act consistent with their beliefs. Knows what ten people, ten Republicans. Um, I think the group of of people that are principled is probably larger than that. Uh, there may not be any that are braver, brave enough to go beyond acknowledging that Trump's a problem to actually voting and dealing with Trump followers. And some of them actually said they fear for their life. And I can believe that. So I won't judge too harshly those Republicans that didn't vote for impeachment. I don't think they made the right choice, but I respect their right to make that choice. And I can actually sympathize with some of them. So there's some brave Republicans. Thank you. For being brave, Cheney, um, daughter of uh, Vice President Cheney, apparently was very outspoken, very clear about where she stood. So there's a bunch of Republicans that voted to promote the lie that Trump told that Trump won the election even though Biden got 8 million more votes and 50 more electoral college votes. There's people that rode that lie for their own benefit and I can't believe anyone actually believes it. People like Haley and name senior moment here. The guy in um, Ted Cruz, Texas, that are trying to get in power after Trump and want to capture the Trump followers and get the followers to follow them. Haley, I've talked about before, has got a very religious agenda. He believes that... um, Christians that believe like him should be in control of what all of us believe and do. 
which is dangerous in his own right. You got a lot of Republicans, I'm sure, that's just down party line. Maybe don't even like Trump, but it's like it's them against us. Then on the Democratic side, you got people that are um, on principle think that what Trump did was wrong and he needs to be sent a message. Uh, some of them, I'm sure, are just voting down party lines and don't have any more principle than people on the other side of the aisle. Um, you got liberals, which are um, kind of biding their time for a day that they get to have better wealth equality. I think using the word socialism is frames their position wrong, or maybe it doesn't, but I think their main goal is to have better wealth and social equality. Um, and they'd be much more successful if they kind of concentrated on that part of the problem. And then there's all the, you know, the different issues like health care for all in the mid of the middle of the pandemic. And a system that's not working very well for anybody except the rich. And then on the Now I want to look at Congress from a different way. And we're talking about the House right now, but the same thing's going to apply in the Senate when we get over there to see if we get a conviction of Trump. I want to divide the people in the House into two groups. It has nothing to do with which party they're in. Although, if you're a lean Democrat like I do. I always say I'm 67% blue. Um, I tend to think there's more people in my party that are going to meet these criteria than the other side, but I don't actually know that's true, and I recognize that I'm very biased. But let's divide people into two groups. One group looks at the Trump followers as deplorables. And one of them looks at them as humans. One group looks at them as uneducated white trash uneducated, a lot of unemployed, white, privileged males. One group looks at them as humans. Humans that are hurting and angry. So 
where would you put yourself? Kind of a self-righteous position, which is very similar, similar to Haley's position. That he thinks, you know, people ought to follow Jesus and Jesus the way he sees Jesus, not the way necessarily I see Jesus. Or the way you see Jesus. But from a very self-righteous viewpoint. In these two groups of people that see the Trump followers as the deplorables or as angry humans, there's a lot of people with power. Power on the elite scale. Power where you make a few phone calls and you have something happen. I would say most of the power elites would fit on the side that would call the Trump followers the deplorables. And I would say that that's probably that attitude, the smugness and the self-righteousness is probably pretty well spread among Democrats or Republicans. I don't think it's a party thing. I think it's a wealth and power position. Uh, it's a way of thinking that you're rich because you deserve to be rich. You're rich because you're smarter than anybody else. You're rich and yeah, you had a little bit of luck, but you would have made it anyway rich and powerful. I think there's very easily, you could divide Congress by that standard. Now, if you go outside the gates and look at the Trump followers, which ones do you think they have more objection to? Republicans versus Democrats or the deplorable-minded people, the ones that see them as deplorables, uneducated white trash, blah, 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 or they have more trouble with the people that see them as humans and listen to them. Anyway, we always divide down party lines, but I'm suggesting to, to you that there's ways to divide the Congress up in ways that have nothing to do with party, that have to do with their sense of what's equitable in society. Now let's, you know, go outside and look at the people that uh, came to the Capitol. I'm sure, I would bet, the greater majority came there with the idea of just going on a march and protesting. Although I could be wrong. There was also a big group that came there that were somehow believed Trump's lies it wasn't just Trump's lies. It was uh, a big chunk of the Republican Party were, was promoting that lie. A big part of the people came to the White House to help Trump and help the Trump faithful congressmen 
overturned the election. So, you know, the overturn group, I don't have much sympathy with them. I know they're angry, and they may even have stuff to be angry about. But it's, you know, it's one step too far, because once you go that step, you don't have a country to save. But then let's say the other half that just came there to protest, and maybe they got caught up in the whole thing, and they're marching inside with everybody else, but they never really had the intentions of breaking the law. And I, there's got to be a lot of people, because you get caught up in that kind of mob mentality. You do things that you don't think you'd do. And I don't think I've ever been in that situation, and I'd like to believe I'd be the exception, just like Germany likes to believe that they'd been the exception with Hitler. But us. But there's a lot of study and shows that we are all susceptible to that kind of stuff. So I even give those guys a break. But now let's look at our country like six months out, a year out. There is a deep-seated divide in this country between the haves the elites, which I'm saying are another description for the people at the top, the people that think they deserve to make thousands times more than another human, that think they deserve billions while other people um, can't afford to go to the hospital when they have COVID. There are people that believe that. And there's enough of people that believe that, that our current situation of wealth inequality is continuing to get worse. It's my own opinion, as long as we keep seeing wealth inequality get worse, we're going to get a bigger and bigger divide in this country to a point that it's going to fall apart. I don't think that's hopefully going to happen in my lifetime, but who knows? I might get lucky and live another 20 years. I might even be able to keep it together for half of that time. I think that kind of time frame is perfectly possible. And we have a lot of things that need fixing in our society and even the way we govern ourselves. Like what's with the electoral college? Someone gets millions more vote than the other side and no one's even disputing that, you know, they're arguing about 10,000 mm -hmm. votes. But instead, it's electoral college that makes you know, 10,000 votes precious when the guy's just lost by millions. Why don't we fix that? Because it's power politics. It's serving the Republicans right now. But I don't doubt that the Democrats would do the same thing if it was serving their interest. Uh, I think a lot of our politics is power politics. Uh, 
It's wealth politics. It's connection politics. It's corporate America politics. It's the haves. All those are the haves. And the have-nots are people that don't have power, don't have attention. They don't have a voice. No one's listening. A lot of what you saw at the Capitol is the people that are really pissed off about not having a voice and having lost their voice, of having their jobs shipped overseas, of having their jobs computerized, of growing up in a world where it wasn't easy for them to get an education. They couldn't get an education because they couldn't afford it. Um, And even an education along the ideas of trade. Now the Republicans would say, well, If you're a good entrepreneur, you can save yourself. Of course, there's only so much resources and being an entrepreneur is not so easy either. Uh, The liberal elites and the Democratic Party say, well, it should grow up and become a professional, a lawyer, an engineer, uh, somebody special, somebody that uh, deserves to be rich. Now, I'm not saying that there shouldn't be premiums for developing skills and knowing how to do more. But you got to draw a line at some point. You have people starving, people that can't get any kind of medical aid, aid, help, and you have people standing right next to them that have billions of dollars in the bank, own 10 mansions, the top 1% has as much as the bottom 20%. I don't care how you strike that. That's not fair. And it's never going to result in a country that's united and pulling together. It's just not going to happen ever, 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 ever. We're just going to keep drifting further apart. What we've seen here is the tip of the iceberg on what wealth and social inequality is doing to this country. And it's going to get worse. It's not going to get better until we address, start off with wealth inequality, because it's actually easier to address than social inequality. And sex inequality. Uh, And that's a whole another, another podcast, but that's, That's my uh, two cents on the issue of what's happened at the Capitol and what's gone wrong. So I'm going to put another podcast up on what I think is going to happen to Trump. This podcast is how do we keep a revolution, a revolt from happening. I wrote a book a while back, uh, California 2084, and it's actually about that that issue, about how what happens with wealth and equality, and it's a book about a revolution led by a lady named Jane. But Jane just shows up at the right time and place. 
James of not a perfect person by any stretch of the imagination. She's super smart, but she lacks a few virtues, you might say. A lot smarter than Trump. So it's a question that's been on my mind a long time. And I really think there's a lot of evidence to show that you can't have the kind of wealth inequality that we have in this country and endure forever. Even endure for another few decades. So, I'm hoping that my message, which isn't my message, is a lot of good economists have the same opinion. Gets through to both sides. And I don't really care, you know, I don't want to make this a Democrat or a Republican issue. I want to make this like humanity and fair. And if we can't be more fair in our society, I think we're doomed. I mean, I hate to be, you know, gloom guy because I'm generally a pretty optimistic person but I don't think what's happening right now is okay this is the ancient Texan <sighs> hoping you prosper and grow and learn and even have a good day <laughs> good week Namaste. Yo, this is the ancient Texan, an earthling, hoping we all can learn to live and play well together on this small and delicate planet we call home. May we all honor the sacred and our fellow inhabitants. Namaste.